Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by the one and only Jade Warshaw, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. I know y'all are DMing us all your questions, and I say, call The Ramsey Show. Okay, I can't sit here all day in the DMs. This is where we answer the world's questions. So call us up and we will help you. Zachary has chosen to do so to kick us off. He's in Madison, Wisconsin. What's going on, Zachary? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, good. I was just calling to get some input. Um, I'm currently a travel nurse and uh, we don't have like a retirement plan for travel nurses and my wife she doesn't have a retirement plan and we don't have any debt right now. We have about 200,000 in savings. Um, and we don't have much of a retirement and we were looking to buy a house, but we didn't know whether to just put all of our monies that we have in savings into our retirements or to try and buy a house. Mm. We have, right now we have a Roth IRA. I have about 50,000 in that. And then she has like, Maybe 20000 in hers. Okay. How old are you two? Uh, 29, and oh. she's 28. Great. Well, the good news is you guys got plenty of time to build wealth, and the fact that you have this amazing foundation, no debt, and two hundred grand mm-hmm. tells me that you're on to something here. So uh, your your luck is not lost, and those Roth IRAs are retirement plans. So you do have those options at the very least right now while you're doing this travel nursing. I imagine you're going to eventually be in a more stable situation with work. Yeah, hopefully this year. And so <laughs> then you'd have an, a, you'd have retirement plans, right? Yeah, for me, not for her. She works for a South African company, so she okay. doesn't get any benefits. But. So you may have different options in the future. For now, maxing out those Roth IRAs is a great move. I'm guessing you have a six-figure income. What's the household income? Um, about... 160000 between both of us now. The awesome. rates are going down for travel nurses. So, Yeah. Well, that's still going to be plenty of money that you could be investing. And the way we look at home ownership versus investing, you're kind of in this baby step 3B. So you want to be, mm-hmm. you could be investing. You could just put all this into a house. I would recommend a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Have you? Okay, okay. Have you looked in your area? Do you kind of have your eye on what you might want and do you know what it costs? Um, well, I'm looking for like uh, $350,000. My wife keeps sending me ones for like 500000 <laughs> <But laughs> Well, I trying mean... Trying to talk her out of the sky. At the end of the day, you know, the, the guidelines that we teach is you want to go in looking for a 15-year fixed rate conventional mortgage, mm-hmm. and you don't want the payment to be any more than 25% of your take-home pay. So that's kind of what mm-hmm. your aim is. And, you know... If you were looking, if you were looking to put one hundred fifty thousand dollars down on a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house, I'm sure you'd be just fine. Um, mm-hmm. Because I do want you to keep. You said you had two hundred thousand saved. I do want to make sure you're saving out three to six months of expenses, and that you're not thinking, "Hey, I'll just dump this whole two hundred thousand into a mortgage." Yeah, because yeah. you know, houses come well, with upkeep. <laughs> what was that? I said, houses come with upkeep and ACs go out and the, the roof gets yeah. busted and water leaks in the kitchen. And so you want to make sure you go in with three to six months of expenses into that just as an emergency fund there. 
And do you recommend uh, moving over any of our like save money? So the retirement doesn't include; it's not included in that two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's all liquid in the two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend setting any of that aside to put into like a longer term retirement? I mean, you could max out your Roth IRAs. That's seven thousand for each of you. So that's fourteen thousand right there. You could, but you don't have to. I mean, you guys are twenty nine. If you if you said to yourself, "Listen, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna keep out forty thousand of this for a three to six months of emergency, and from this point on, I'm investing fifteen percent." You could Mm -hmm. do that. How long did it take you to save the two hundred thousand? I'm curious because kind of as a rule of thumb, Uh, we also say if it's going to take you more than two or three years to save up a down payment, you should probably start investing something. So, how long did it take you to save this two hundred thousand? Um, about four years, just because of the travel nursing money. Mm. Like and I'm kind of with George. I'm yeah. in George's camp. I would definitely set aside. I think there's just a nice mix here. If you took 40 for your emergency fund, put 14K, max out the Roths, and the rest can become your down payment, that leaves you with 146 to put down. And mm-hmm. then you can start crunching these numbers to go, hey, we can afford a $400,000 house right now, or we can wait another six months and bump up to 450 if we keep saving. And yeah. so- you guys are in a position where you have those kinds of options, but uh, I would at least start the search and you can get connected mm-hmm. with a Ramsey trusted real estate agent uh, who sells a whole bunch of houses and they know what they're doing in this weird, wild market, uh, even in your area in Wisconsin, yeah. and they can help you get this, get your homework going to see what you can actually afford and even start getting some, some game plan of what you're going to do and what you're going to buy. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the 200,000 in high yield savings right now? I have ninety eight thousand in high yield savings and thirty five thousand in like a mutual fund and then another thirty four thousand in Robinhood. <laughs> oh boy, mm, get it out of Robinhood. <laughs> yes. You're about to get hoodwinked <laughs> by Robinhood, my man. Oh man. And, uh, that app I, makes I've it so easy. Though, Those apps are, are made to take your money, not make it. So be careful. Yeah. I would move it all to high yeah. yield savings, including your emergency fund, and you could be making four to five percent guaranteed without making a stupid decision indeed because of an app notification which ain't bad especially if you're not ready to pull the trigger on anything in the next several months like listen you may as well put it somewhere where you can get a little return on it every hundred grand that sits there for a year you made five thousand so okay pretty good couch Mm -hmm. money right there my friend yeah okay all right i'll start looking into it thank you guys you You got it ease my nerves on it I appreciate it. You bet. Happy to snap you out of the uh, paralysis analysis that can happen. I mean, what a problem to have. 200 grand sitting there. We want to buy a house. We know we should be investing. Yeah. But hey, no debt to pay off. Listen, that's a good place to be in. It I, gives you different options. A much better situation to be in as opposed to, I'm in debt. I'm, I'm $200,000 in debt. My house is too expensive. Mm. I don't have anything saved in retirement, which we hear that every other call. I so. just I, d- I got a DM. Speaking of which, on Instagram, this guy was like, hey, here's our situation. Mm -hmm. We have these goals. We have no debt except the mortgage. And I said, what's the mortgage? He said, it's a million dollars. And they made 160, which is a great income. But he said 60% of their take-home pay was going toward the mortgage. That's known as house poor. Exactly. And so that's what happens when people make these decisions before they should, because mm-hmm. they got a little starry-eyed while zillowing. Yes. And they went, well, woe is me. The housing market's crazy. Let's just buy our dream home now. Yeah. And oh, the dream home becomes that. a nightmare. Don't do that. That's... I can't breathe thinking about a million-dollar mortgage. With 160000 income, for sure. 60% of your money out the door, that's called living to work. That's middle-class fancy right there. 
That's living to work, not working to live. 100%. Looks, looks good to the outside world, but you can't even breathe inside of that box. That's costing you way too much mm, to live in. I wouldn't much. leave my house. I'm like, I pay too much of my oh, mortgage to ever seconds. leave. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd be up and out of that. Move with patience, my friends. Out of debt with the emergency fund, then get a solid down payment. Do this so that it's a blessing, not a burden. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour, and we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Chris is up next in Cincinnati. Chris, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can Jade and I help? Um, so my wife and I are expecting our first baby in July. Woo-hoo. Uh, yeah, super excited. Um, and we've been paying off debt, uh, very consistently putting back a lot of money. Um, we are looking to get rid of the motorcycle that I currently own, um, which I am upside down on. And in our order of debt, it would be second to the house. Um, so I was wondering if I should, since we were trying to get rid of it, if I should skip the credit card and truck payment and move straight to that and chip away at it, or if I should just continue to follow uh, the order. I would follow the order. I mean, the, the point of listing the debts from smallest to largest is not, it's more psychological than it is me getting my hands on more money at, at, in one moment um, because you want to feel those wins. My question for you is this motorcycle, what do you owe on it and what is it worth? Um, so I, I blame myself for this, but it <laughs> it is worth seventeen thousand, and I owe about thirty one. Ooh, lordy! My goodness gracious! Yeah. Okay, yeah. How, what's the payment on it? Just curious. Uh, six ninety four. Oh my lord! Okay, what's the truck worth? Uh, the truck is worth thirty thousand. And what do you owe on that? Uh, about 30000 Let's get rid of that hmm. truck. This poses an interesting conundrum here. You it got another does. car? Uh, we have a Jeep Wrangler that is paid off. We're like getting that. rid of the truck. What's the truck payment? <laughs> uh, the truck payment is five seventy-five. Oh, golly. Woo. My G- golly G. Willikers. Like, this is crazy. Um, And what's left is the credit cards. Is that it? Uh, yeah, one, we, we just paid off one credit card and we only have one left, mm-hmm. uh, which has about $4,300 on it. Okay. Okay. So that's your, that's your smallest That's going to knock out debt. instantly. 
Yeah. Do you have right, any savings? Yeah. Uh, we have about ten grand saved. Good. Here's okay. George. So let's see if we're on the same page. You've got a Jeep. Um, are do you both you and your wife work outside the home? Uh, yes. Okay. I think this is possible because especially when you don't have kids yet. And your wife's probably going to be going on maternity leave if, if not already soon here. Um, I would sell this truck for $30,000 and you've got 10K. I would throw that towards if you wanted to just pick up a cash car, if you yes. needed it, you could. But you don't necessarily have to because I have a sneaking suspicion. Mama's going to have a baby. She's going to be at home for a little while. They can probably make the one car thing work for a while. He could knock out this $4,300 credit card and have some money to put towards the upside downness of this motorcycle for when he does sell it. Yeah, with the baby okay. on the way, here's I'm really trying to think what I would do in your shoes. Oh, you do have the baby I on would, the way. If you sell the truck, I like what Jade's saying, is we're going to use the 10K and maybe take six of that and get a used car for now. Okay. For you to get around in. You leave her with the Jeep um, until baby's here and then stack up cash until baby and mom are home safe. Once that happens, you may have enough to get rid of this upside-down motorcycle. Okay. Once baby and mom are home safe and you've got a bunch of money stacked in savings. Right. So that's probably what I would do in that order. Um, and if you could find an even cheaper car, I'd love you to knock out the credit cards and then just stack up money until mom and baby are home. Listen, George is being nice because I would tell you to go with one car. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm, I would never tell you to do something I never did and when I was pregnant we had one car because we sold the other one so I'm just saying it's right. an option to you it just depends on yeah, how the, quickly and you want to go and you know can she drop you at work and yeah. you know do that whole rigmarole carpool whatever you got to do to get by for a little while mm -hmm. right. so you've got yeah, some I options mean, yeah you've got options but keeping the toys with wheels that's not one of them no, that what's your right. household income right uh, it's, I think in 23, it was just over a hundred grand. Love it. All together between the both of us. And is she going to continue working outside the home after baby's here? Um, I, not like right away, obviously, but I think that her plan is to eventually return. She's a nurse in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe her game plan is to go back to work. Okay, cool. Are what? you guys doing any investing right now? Uh, no, no, okay. I, I, I wasn't sure if we should. You shouldn't, should. not yet. Good. You're right. I just want to make sure you weren't, because if you were, you'd pause that, and that would free up some money as well. Okay, yeah. Man, this, I think this this truck is going to free you up of that 575. Mm -hmm. You can then start throwing into savings. Yeah, and think how quickly you could, I mean... The 10000 aside, because in, it, there is a world where you just keep that ten k sitting there until the baby is born. You don't do anything. Um, and that's probably the best choice here. But even with that 575 cleared up, think how quickly, you know, once baby is born and once everything's, you know, yeah. back up and running. Think how quickly you could pay off this credit card, close the gap on that motorcycle. There's just it, it's so much money, you know, I mean, that even just if they did this today, six months without that payment is yeah. thirty five hundred bucks. Exactly. And exactly. so that's at least as much as you could save just by getting rid of the payment. That's right. Making no other sacrifices. Right. Okay. Um, so it would be smart then to, once that is all out of the way, what you guys just talked about, um, to chip away at the bike until it's down to what it's worth and just sell it 
and break even as far as... Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the other option you could do is go out and take a, a, a smaller loan against the difference with a credit union to get out from under this sooner. Yeah. Leaving you with a 13, 14K loan because mm-hmm. you don't even need the motorcycle. You don't need it for transportation. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to go get yeah. another one. So at least right, you'll yeah. be 14,000 in debt instead of 31,000 in debt. Right. That's going to make your snowball a lot bigger payment wise okay. too. So I would go down to your local credit union and see if they would give you the amount for the upside down portion. But just to clarify, the 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 key to press go on all of this when you put the keys in the ignition is when the baby comes home safe. That's that's when we're turning the keys to start to start doing real things, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sweet. I Whoa, love it. Great. Yeah. Congrats. Great. You, you know, I want to give you Thank guys you. a little uh, baby moon gift, if you will. I'm going to gift you guys Financial Peace University and Every Dollar to give you guys a little bit of hope, a little pep in your step as you make this journey, grueling journey of not only getting rid of this debt, but also a third trimester. Ooh. That's a real one. That's a real one. Ooh. Man, tempers, real talk. tempers flare, George. There's a lot of emotion that final Most trimester. Most of them were geared toward me. Any man. Yeah. <laughs> not I just did, you, George. I it wasn't say, just you. I enjoyed the nesting phase because I like organizing. So I was like, finally, game on. Like, She's ready. Do this. Let's do this thing. Listen, I but, feel sorry for just about any man in the, in the third trimester. It's like, real. I, you know what I did enjoy was she got real into sugar in that third ooh. trimester, and so it was like ice cream and Oreos but again. But don't eat hers, because then it's atomic status. I learned that. <laughs> I need to get my own pint. Get your Husbands, own Husbands, this is the real advice. Like, you're here for the financial advice, but you stay for the third <laughs> trimester advice. Yes, do not dip your spoon into her ice cream. That is... Lesson learned. But that ooh. is a good financial piece that people don't think about. Is We call it stork and storm mode. That's right. Only time to pause the baby steps, pause the debt snowball, mm-hmm. is if you're in a major storm. I'm not talking about a flat tire. I'm talking about a major medical yeah. event, a job loss where yeah. we got to go, hey, we got to pause and save up. And babies fall into that category mm-hmm. uh, because when things go right, it's wonderful. But it's when you, the medical bills start to stack up That's and right. you were in the hospital for more weeks than you thought. And you know you didn't think about insurance not paying out 100%. That's right. And what your deductible and out of pocket max is and so all of that adds up. Yeah, because in his case to only I mean 10,000 saved sounds like a lot of money, but if your deductible is $5,000, you know you're going to hit it when you have a baby. So it's worth talking about, you know, making sure you've at least at the very least got that deductible in cash ready to go because you're going to be handing out some cash when you have a baby. Oof. Before you hit that max and you mm-hmm. go, thank God. Yes. It's on the insurance company now. That's important. More of your calls coming up. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Ramsey show. I'm George Campbell joined by Jade Warshaw. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey and download their winter maintenance checklist. It's free and it's full of tips to get your home through the colder months with no issues. Again, you can check it out at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. All right. Today's question comes from Lucas in Kentucky. 
He says, I'm 18 years old and earn $42,000 a year. I got into an accident this week and totaled my Camaro. I'm expecting the insurance settlement will be about $10,000 and I still owe $6,300. The problem is I want a new car, don't we all? I'm into muscle cars, aren't we all? And found a 2023 Mustang for about $46,000. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot, but I can get a loan at 7% interest in 84 months with payments of $650 a month. My parents said it's too much. Thank you, parents, for what I'm making and for being so young. I'd like a second opinion from you. Listen, we'll give you a second opinion, a third, fourth, and fifth, because I'm sure the booth guys probably uh, <laughs> agree with us. Jade might give you more than an opinion. It might be a whooping by the end of this one. I want This is not a good situation. I would. There's nothing I would love more than to to put a whooping on Lucas, but he's 18, and you know he needs a little. Did they stop teaching basic math in school? Did we just like <laughs> skip to the Pythagorean theorem and calculus? Because in I, many I cases, making, yes. Like making forty-two thousand. And you're going to buy a depreciating asset that's worth $46,000. He doesn't see it that way, though. He sees it as, I'm making forty two dollars I live at home, I have no bills, I, you know, the world is my oyster, and I can easily make a $650 payment. That's what he sees. And so I get it, but I love that he's for like, an opinion. And he's, he's like, the problem is, I want a new car. We all want a new car. And... Even we all love muscle cars. Like nobody looks at a Camaro and goes, I hate that. <laughs> I prefer my cars flabby without muscle. That's right. If, if, if you're offered, if you win the prices right and you're offered a 2023 Camaro, everybody's going to be happy with that. So here's the confusing part, though. He says, I know it's a lot, but I can get a loan at 7% interest for 84 months and the payments will be 650. As, though as this if this is... is some kind of opportunity for stupid. <laughs> I actually did the math for him, Jade. What is it? He'd be paying. Get this. Over $12,000 in interest alone. He didn't think about that. So this $46,000 car, you're really buying a $58,000 car. Oh, my word. Making oh my forty-two. Word. And by the way, once you pay it off, it ain't worth close to fifty-eight. It's probably worth $25,000. That's a good fact. Because new cars, on average, lose 60% of their value in the first five years. That's right. That's right. Goodness. And he's going to sign on to an 84-month... You know what's funny? They... These car dealerships are so smart, Jade. They talk they talk about loans like they're babies. It's like, how old's your baby? She's mm -hmm. 84 months old. Mm -hmm. Just say it's a seven-year car loan, because that makes you think twice. Yeah. In terms of months, we're like, I don't know, 84 months? Yeah, A month I think, is only 30 days, Jade. This will fly by. I think he thought he's parlaying this settlement into a great opportunity. He's like, listen, I'm getting 10000 He owes 6300 6, It sounds like after he applies the... It it sound well the way I read it was he's getting ten thousand he owes sixty three so he'll come away with you know four hundred or what four thousand or whatever yeah that he can use as a down payment on this car is what I'm thinking um, I don't think it's that he'll owe sixty three hundred after the fact but even still <laughs> oh my no goodness. matter how you slice this um, it's stupid it's it's stupid and I get. So many people think, oh, I got in an accident. I'll just replace it with a brand new car. And, you know, for what I've been through, I should be able to get what I want, you know, and that's not it. If you've got $3,700 or 4,000 bucks, just buy a car in cash and slowly trade up. Think of this as an opportunity to not go into debt again, because um, I'm guessing the Cam Camaro that you had before, clearly you had payments on it because, you know, He's, there you have he it. He owes money. 
So let's let's look at this, Lucas, as an opportunity to kind of break that debt cycle and see what life is like without a car payment. Think about all the things you could do. My guess, like I said before, is you're living at home. Think how quickly you could save for the car that you want, making $42,000 a year. At 18, that's Instead amazing. of trying to level jump. I wish I was making 42 at 18. Yeah. This kid's very smart in a lot of ways. He is very smart in a lot of ways, but you have to be ultimately smart that you don't kind of go, oh, you know, get too big for your britches and think, listen, I'm doing good for myself. I can just jump into debt because debt is, it's interesting. When I was that age, I remember thinking people who had car, let me be real. I thought people who leased cars were like balling wanna be a baller that's what i thought i'm like if you're leasing a car if you've got a credit card and you've got like a like a fifteen thousand dollar limit i thought that that's what you were supposed to aspire to Mm. and i learned the hard way that all that is is a facade and what's behind it is stress anxiety payments uh, and i guarantee to get ahead i guarantee their instagram bio says entrepreneur and i'm like okay you're unemployed and you live with your parents bro like let's not pretend right like that you own owning a vending machine is you being an entrepreneur okay i mean goodness gracious y'all George, wear you're, you me sound out. like you're talking about somebody specific I swear, some days i wonder like am i a boomer that accidentally was put into a millennial body a little bit but that's okay Kids i'm right there with days. you anyways Lucas, get off my lawn don't do this please don't do this. You make 42K a year, save up and pay cash, get you a little hoopty until you can upgrade in cash. Yeah. That's what I did. But uphill both ways. That's Good what job, I did. Good job, George. Good job. It wasn't long ago I was driving a $6,000 old Civic bumper half hanging off, and I was proud of that thing. That's good. You paid cash I for it. I had goals. I love it. So there you go. There's, there's your question answered, Lucas, if that really is your name. All right, moving on to the phone lines. Bethany is in Salt Lake City. Bethany, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. How can we help? Um, so we just very recently found out that I'm pregnant. Woo-hoo! And yeah, thank you. <laughs> we're we're definitely planners. So um so far what we've been doing is we've been trying to put all of our savings into various thinking funds, but mostly focusing on a deposit for a house. But now that I'm pregnant, I'm wondering if should we totally pause on the house and only focus on building like a baby thinking funds and the health like our health bills funds or should I equally doing all of them? I'm just not quite sure what to do. The baby is definitely priority in my book. Uh-huh. And that may delay the dream of home ownership. It may not. We just have to wait and see. But are you guys debt free with an emergency fund right now? Where are you at financially? Yeah, so we're we're debt free. We're a single um income household. My husband works. Um we have about four months saved on the emergency fund and about twenty five grand in our uh home cool. fund. So those are separate funds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd just continue to save up and that all becomes savings in general. Mm-hmm. And then once baby and you are home safe, we can unpause the the dream and see where we're at with mm-hmm. our savings account. And if you've got, I'd want six months with a single income family, I'd bump that emergency fund to six months. Then whatever's left over becomes your down payment fund. So sh- we should take money out of the, the home. Like I figure, I mean, I'm not far along now, so I figured we'll try and do what we can. But if we get closer, should we take money out of the home fund to put in those other places? To make sure you have a six-month emergency fund? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of labeling it differently, right? Okay. Because the money's the money. You got 50 grand total, whether it's 25 and 25 or 30 and 20. You know, the the goal here is to have six months. I would put that in a separate high-yield savings and then have a different high-yield savings account or bucket for the home down payment. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Good. Well, congrats on the baby. What's the due date? Um, It's going to be end of September. Nice. Fun. Love it. Exciting times. We're very excited. Yeah, hope mm-hmm. that helps and hope you guys uh, become homeowners one day as well. That's two really fun pieces of adulting. For sure. Having the kid, getting the house. But here's the thing, Jade. A lot of people go, we have the baby now. We need the room. We need it. I'm like, Because babies take up the... so much space. It's a tiny little bassinet yeah. in the corner. They're fine. My child, my firstborn son, who will remain nameless on here, he... um. We had his whole bedroom done, his crib and everything. He never even was in that room. Nobody told me <laughs> that baby lives next to your bed for, at for the least, first few months. Yeah, at least six months. This joker didn't even go in his bed until six or seven months. So, so this idea that your two bedroom isn't enough because mm-hmm. you had a baby and now we need to upgrade to the five bedroom house is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, but it's exciting. And I think you just feel like, oh, I want to get the baby. New room. stage. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big phase for us. We got Don't. the board and batten in the room. Got it painted a little blush pink. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting for me. She's never even been up in there, has she? She doesn't even know colors yet. Let's be real. <laughs> Might as well be agreeable gray to her. <laughs> there you go. There's your Sherwin-Williams reference for the day. More of The Ramsey Show coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You call us, we'll talk about your money, your life, whatever is going on. Celeste joins us in Guadalajara, Mexico. About time, Celeste. How are you doing over there? Hi. um, Hi, nice to meet you guys. Um, So I'm a grad student right now. I'm visiting my folks. um, And uh, my question actually uh, is about them. So they're asking for um, advice on whether they should take out a loan for a car, um, a used car, um, or whether they should dip into their savings. Hmm. Why would they, why do you think that they would prefer having payments over using the cash they have? I, so um, I guess I'll say it in pesos, um, but uh, they have about 400,000 pesos mm-hmm. saved up and then a new, uh, well, sorry, a used car, um, a six, seven-year-old uh, car would be about um, 250,000 pesos. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say this is because they're, they're debating is because my, um, this is their, pretty much their only savings account. I mean, he, my father is the only one who works. Okay. Um, my mother does not. Um, they own two cars. Uh, one of the cars is uh, pretty much on its last legs. And my mom is looking for a job um, and trying to find a way to reliably get to work. Okay. So, um, yeah, so that kind of stems from that. So I think their worry is that um, they would not, uh, it's been about five years. It took them five years to accumulate what they have in savings, um, you know, for a, to have an emergency fund, um, they would have to dip into. Why did it take five years? Currently. Do they have any other debt? They don't have any other debt. So um, my, they own three properties. Um, they're all paid off. Uh, both of the cars are paid off. Um, and uh, I don't think my father wants to um, sell any of them. So um, I think his idea would be to um, use the money that they have now um, and not take out a loan. I think he's pretty resistant on it now. Hmm. And why are they asking you about it? 
Um, I'm just a concerned bystander. <laughs> okay, so did they bring it up? Did they say, hey, Celeste, we're wondering, do you think this is a good idea? Or did you say, hey, I overheard you guys talking about this. I wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, that's the second one. Okay, so they didn't ask for your opinion. You're <laughs> just concerned for their financial opinion. well-being as a great daughter. daughter. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I just did the conversion uh, here from Peso. So they have about 23000 plus. USD. Yes. And they're they're looking to spend about 14,000 of that USD. Yes. Okay. And they would leave them with 7,000. I mean that's still they can re- then rebuild their emergency fund with the payment they would have been making on the car. They just use that to replenish the emergency fund. Yeah, and just on a theoretically speaking, I consider I would consider and, and again, we're having this conversation with you not your parents, so you're probably right there with us, but if I'm looking at risk I'm thinking, okay, going into debt is creating a bigger risk than depleting my savings by half to avoid debt. And I almost feel like they've got the equation swapped and they're thinking depleting my savings is a bigger risk than going into debt. And that would be completely wrong because usually your debt, the debts in your life are what create the emergency feeling, not lack of something goes down. It's like, oh, I got to pay the debt off. I need the savings. Yes. So you don't have debt. You lower your risk. And so right. okay. I, you're, you're, you're asking us, how do you talk to your parents about this? Mm-hmm. You could tell them, listen, I care about you guys. I know you're not, you don't need my opinion, but I care about you guys so much that I'm begging you not to take out this loan because it's going to put your future at risk. And you can show them some math. Some people need the math. Some people need the emotion. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a mix of both where you say, listen, this is what this car is really going to cost you with interest. Mm-hmm. Here's what you could do with that freed up payment. And worst case, he can sell one of the properties if something huge goes down. But my yeah. my bigger concern is why it took him five years to save up an emergency fund. Is the income low? Well, he's got yeah, these three properties um, too. Yeah. Well, one they recently inherited from my grandmother's passing, um, so they're renting that one out. Um, the my my mother doesn't work um, currently, um, and my father makes about fifty with the rent from that property um and his job he makes about fifty thousand a month a month uh, in pesos okay okay so that's about three grand almost (laughs) yes okay so that's that's the part i'm looking at here is okay that's how many months of his income is he going to take to buy this car and when you do that math it's a little more it puts into perspective and you go it's fourteen thousand dollars divided by three that's almost five months of him working to get this car, which is not bad. And it tells me in five more months, he can replenish that money. If, right. he's, if he uh, doesn't have a payment, it's going to free them up. And if their expenses are low and these rentals are cash flowing. Hey. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that would be minus like whatever monthly expenses. Sure. They have. Do they yeah. have a lot of expenses? Um, not currently. Both my brother and I are out of the house. So it's mostly just them right okay. now. And you said your mom's looking for work. She is, yeah. Good. So how are you doing financially? Because the what I'm looking at is I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking about my younger sibling because I'm trying to liken it to what you're at. You're the you're the the kid t- trying to tell their parents what to do. So I'm thinking, okay, my younger brother, he's seven years younger than me. What would make me take his, What would make me take his advice of him saying, "Hey, I I heard you were about to go buy a car, Jade." Here's what here's what I think you should do, right? I'm trying to flip that on its on its head and think, okay, what would I want? I'd want him to be doing better than me financially, and I can see it. Mm. 
I'd want to be able to look at him and go, he seems like he's got it together. Like he's always talking about paying cash. I've never seen him talk about debt. Matter of fact, I don't think he has any debt. Like I'd want to be able to visibly observe certain qualities that make me go, this is somebody who has their financial life together. So my question is, how are you doing? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> totally makes sense. Uh, I'm actually uh, a graduate student right uh-huh. now um, in the States. So um, I'm taking care of myself. My brother's in college. Um, he's also, you know, putting his way through school. So, um, I mean, I currently don't have um, any debt other than seven grand in student loans. That is on pause right now since I'm still in school. Sure. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Um, you know, you can, you can attempt this. I don't know what your relationship is with your, with your parents, but you know, all you can do is, is float it out there. I think like George said, you've got to say it in a way, if you're not saying it in a way that's like, here's what I'm doing, um, or here's what I've learned, then the chances of it sinking in is going to be little to none. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think the best way that you can relate it to is probably your own debt and the mistake you feel around that. Like if you say, listen, I I took out this $7,000 student loan and I'm now realizing it would have been better for me to pay cash and here's why. And I don't want you to make that same mistake with this car payment because I know how I feel and you guys, you know, that's the only way that you're going to be able to shift this in their mind as opposed to just saying, hey, you should, you should really use the money you have saved. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, that makes sense. Are you a Spanish speaker? Yes, I am. You should check out and have them check out our friend Andres Gutierrez. He's like Spanish Dave. He used to be one of our personalities here, and he does a great job explaining these concepts to that community, and he has his own show on YouTube and radio and his own version of Financial Peace. So be sure to check that out. I think maybe he'll connect with them better than I can, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And that okay. could be a good yeah. resource Thank for you. them. Absolutely. Thank you for the call. Thank you, guys. Bye. Man, George, this is a that tough was one. a that was a deep. My cut. man Andre. So I was just thinking about him. I was like, man, they're talking pesos. I'm doing calculations here. We got to send him to Andres. I feel like that's so. You know how Dave know. does the scissors with the credit cards. Uh-huh. He Andres has a machete, so he's oh, got a giant mach- machete, machete that he uses to cut up cards. <laughs> he's got a wooden My block, kind of and it's it's so entertaining. And he's a solid dude doing great things out there in the San Antonio, San Antonio area. You're telling me he at. puts the credit card on a cinder block. It and goes on this wooden it? thing, and the credit card sits in there, and then he'll just swipe them with machetes. That's dramatic. It's very intense. That's very intense. But you need intensity <laughs> to convince people to they get out of debt. They thought we were intense. My goodness. There you go. That's about as cultured as I'll get this hour, Jade. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Thank you to my co-host, Jade Warshaw. All the dudes in the booth, we got them all today. Austin, Ben, James, Zach, Nathan, Andrew. They're all hanging out. And thank you, America. We'll be back with you before you know it. This has been The Ramsey Show.